everybody. Welcome back to Small Town World. I'm Lee Creech, and today I have with me Marty Carroll, Dr. Marty Carroll, correct? Uh, that's it. <laughs> I'll answer to most anything these yeah. days, you know? Yeah. yeah, it's all good. Thank you, Lee, for having me. I really appreciate the invitation. Yes, and I appreciate you coming. You bet. Been hey, following you guys. Love the podcast. Love love what you've been doing with it. So. Oh, I'm so glad. That makes me happy. Speaking of happy. <laughs> <laughs> what a segue. What a segue. Today we're going to talk about uh, doing what makes you happy. Oh, look Sh- at that. Should we be doing what makes us happy? That is a great question. I'm going to read you a motivational social media quote. Okay. This quote had uh, 44,000 likes. Wow. Yeah. Okay. It says, to be honest with you, what really matters at the end of the day is that you're doing what makes you happy. It's about following your heart wherever it leads you and being yourself wherever you go. It's about doing what you genuinely love. Your life is about creating your own happiness and not letting anyone tell you differently. So... Do you mm. want to dive into that? What what's mm. wrong with that? Why doesn't it sound good? Me 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 me. <laughs> here here okay all right here this is just a great example of something that that I have been finding a lot of okay in, in counseling and and working with different people. One of the strategies of the enemy is to take a truth and pervert it just enough to make it untruth. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. It, it's just enough. Like, uh, like somebody with a spiritual gift of, uh, of administration, let's say. You, you take that gift and you begin to try to implement it in the wrong environment and the people around you will, be st- will start calling you OCD. Mm. Okay? Yeah. So there's this perversion of the gift. There's a perversion of the happiness that God wants for us. At, on the surface, that sounds great. You, you know, right? that, that, that whole statement sounds wonderful. Yeah. But there's lots of inherent things wrong with it. Right. I'm going to tell you a couple. Yeah. Oh, go right ahead. Go right ahead. I'm going to tell you a couple. So let's start with, uh, so th- there were there were three things in that. Do what makes you happy, follow your heart, mm. and do what feels right. Do Trust your feels. gut. Mm-hmm, Trust mm-hmm, your gut. Mm-hmm. So Proverbs 28, 26 says, the one who trusts in himself is a fool, but the one who walks in wisdom will be safe. Right. Um, so the word fool is found 71 times in Proverbs. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wrote, there must be something really wrong with being foolish in God's eyes. Uh, you would think so. You would think so. And that, you know, just that's even amplified by, you know, lean not on your own mm-hmm. understanding. Of course, another proverb. But in all, but in all our ways, trust God. Yeah. Jesus warns us against the issues of the heart. Be careful because the issues of life flow from it. You've got to be very careful about what's in there. And then, and it made me jump ahead here. But but Psalms tells us, and He gives us the desires of our heart. Meaning, okay, wait a minute. I've got to have a submitted life to receive His desire, right. which will come into my life and into my heart that I can live out. It can't be something that I've got a birth. It can't be something that I just come up with because all of a sudden this, this oh, this seems like the right thing to do. Yeah, because we must die to self daily. Right, uh, right. And Luke 9.23 tells us we have to deny ourselves, take up our cross daily, and follow him. Yeah. Um, 
And our cross, not everybody else's, and not, but our cross. Yeah, right? Not busybodying and everybody else. I, I love the, I use the busybody term all the time. I think yeah. my mama said, used to tell me that term, so I, I use that term. I throw that in there because that makes some people happy to pick up other people's crosses. Ooh, yes. That's a really good point, isn't it? You gotta be careful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There are 150 verses, I've told y'all this before, about over 150 verses about dying to self. And the book of Proverbs, by the way, is called the book of wisdom. Yeah, also mm-hmm. another name for that. So mm-hmm. um, there's quite a few verses. Well, there's a lot of verses about um, what we just talked about a second ago. There's a way that seems right to a man, but its end is death. That's mm-hmm. Proverbs 16:25. Mm-hmm. And I have pa- literally wrote pages of verses here <laughs> that we can go over and over. Yeah. Um, there's so many, but... Uh, not only are we impulsive when we follow our heart, but it's actually unsafe. That's what Proverbs said a second ago. It is. It's dangerous. It, it, it is. Let me, I, I don't know, this may be a good place to, to insert this idea. I was telling you about this article I'm going to send you on, on totalitar- totalitarianism. Yeah. Can you get the word out? Totalitarianism. That one. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and and so here here's here's the concept, and here's what happens. And I think this this is a part of what pushes pushes us to that place of whatever feels good, do it. Yeah. You know, which that, that phrase, you know, that was birthed at Woodstock, you know, feels good, do it. So pursue that, that self thing. Okay. So people are living in community, right? For the most mm-hmm. part, okay, connected. Okay. Then all of a sudden something comes along and you get disconnected. You get disconnected from relationships. You get disconnected from the people, the things that, that, that matter. Hence, what we saw happening during the pandemic, mm-hmm. uh, with all the isolation, there was a great social disconnect, and the media spent all their time talking about the dangers of the virus and downplaying the dangers of the remedies that were being promoted through, you know, right. government and what have you. Yeah. So the disconnect creates this anxiety. This, and, and this is why we saw such a rise in generalized anxiety in the world. And suicides during that time. And depression and suicides and and all this stuff because there's this thing that began to float in the air with the disconnect came this restless, anxious, nothing to ground to, nothing to to anchor to in terms of our relationship. So, our relationships. So, that got kind of out of whack, right? Right. Then all of a sudden, when you get in that state, there's a desperation that comes along that any little idea that just begins to sound good or feel good, we cling to it. Grasp onto it. Right. And it ends up, man, you'll, you'll turn a society into a group of fanatics by doing that. And it doesn't take very many, 20, 30%. You can turn, you can literally turn a country on yeah. 20 or 30%. And that's it, the goal, isn't it? And that's the goal. Right. So here we are, we've had this huge disconnect, this huge sense of restlessness, anxiety. Then these random ideas get get planted or people start having these ideas in and of themselves and they have no wisdom it's all about the feeling Mm -hmm. it's all about the emotion of oh this this feels good so i'm going to run with this and that's why we've got this such a large culture of people um who have very low emotional iqs yeah yes yes if that makes sense yeah 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 my uh my I had lunch today with my little granddaughter, and she's 12. Ooh. And on the back of her phone case, she had a little heart, 
and it said, follow your heart on the back of her phone case. And I said, hey, that's so funny. That's what I'm talking about today. And I said, that's, uh, that's, that's what we're talking about. And she said, what's, what's wrong with follow your heart? So I had to tell her, you know, wow. your heart is, it was so crazy. It was what a little, open little, door. little God moment. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I had to tell her and, um, she said, so, and, and then she was asking, so we don't do what makes us happy. And I was like, no, you don't do what makes you happy. She said, so I can't do things that make me happy. <laughs> I said, listen, <laughs> it's about doing what pleases God. Yeah. That's the bottom line. That's yeah. it. That's all it's about. Mm-hmm. It's not about, you can't ever do anything that you want to do. It's not about that because that's because that's kind of what she was like. We can't ever do anything we want to do, and I said, no, that's not what it's about. No, 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 it's no. about doing what pleases God and having Him place those desires in you to try. Because we can't if we're trying to do it on our own. We're not gonna. We are gonna just do what we want to do we, we <laughs> in will. our own flesh. Our flesh is gonna do what our flesh wants. Yeah. But uh, if we're trying to walk in the Spirit, that's the difference. And there's isn't there so many paradoxes uh, of the Christian life? To, to live, we must die. To get, we need to give. You know, there, there's all these paradoxes that Christ presents to us, and this is one of them. To live the happiest, most fulfilling, most abundant, we have to take our hands off of it. <laughs> We've got to like. Okay, God, you, you show you created us, you wired us, you 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 built us certain ways. We all have certain personalities and certain, and if we don't surrender that to you, we'll never achieve a level of happiness that we're just going to continually chase. Yeah. But if we listen to Him and we live that submitted life, Lee, it's like, okay, there's more than I can even imagine. That leads me to a little acronym. There's a acronym that's joy, and it's Jesus. Others, you. You know yes. that acronym. It's old. That's old. Awesome. <laughs> That's old. That's old school right there. <laughs> it's old school. I went back to the old school. I love it. But uh, but what it really tells you is put others before you. Mm-hmm. And Romans twelve three. This is the uh, English Standard Version. For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. So putting your putting yourself, and that's so hard. I mean, it's hard for me. I'm, I mean, we're self motivated. I mean, mm-hmm. we're self absorbed. Uh, we're self interested. Right. <laughs> like right. And it, and it is our culture. It is. But it's so it's it's so um, it's grown exponentially. Well, and the word tells us at the at the center of like chaos and disorder, we find selfish ambition. You know, that selfish ambition generates disorder. It generates chaos. That's the next verse, Marty. Oh, look at there. Make make your desires the least important thing, Philippians 2 and 3. Do nothing from selfish ambition Mm -hmm. or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourself. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also the interest of others. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which is so congruent with Matthew. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added to you. Mm-hmm. Love others as yourself. There's this this equality here. It has to be this this balance for that happiness to occur. Yeah. So you're you, yeah, you've got to have a healthy view and a healthy understanding of self, but you can't put yourself above everything else. Yeah, that's where a lot of the problems come. A in little too. acronym: Jesus first, yeah. then others. I love then it. You. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Isaiah, he that's the experience he had. Who I just listen, I just read that. I'm reading, you know, I'm doing the Bible recap. Mm-hmm. Right, awesome. <laughs> doing the Bible recap, so I'm reading, and we we're in Isaiah. Mm-hmm. We, we uh, I think we're 
nine chapters in, I think, is where we are. But yeah. anyway, so we've already had the throne room uh, where, you know, he's, I'm a man of unclean lips. And uh, yeah. and so he takes, the, the seraphim actually takes the coal and puts it on his lips. Yeah. yeah. He so. has that vision of God, and it puts who he is and who the world around him is into perfect order. Mm-hmm. And then he gets it. Yeah, like, I'm a man of unclean lips. I live ooh, among a people. Of send me. Lips. Yes, yes. <laughs> I love it. And I'll tell you something she said in that. She equated, and this is off topic, sorry for a moment, but I got excited about it. Squirrel. <laughs> squirrel. I'm chasing squirrel for a second. She, uh, she related, uh, she equated, and you probably have already studied this before, but she equated the coal to Christ, mm-hmm. the sacrifice. That's so, good. So the coal from the altar cleansed him. Of his impurities, and you know the altar, and it was on the altar. The seraphim took it from the altar of sacrifice. Yeah, Christ came as the sacrifice mm. to cleanse us from impurities. I thought I loved that she equated those two things together. That was um, yeah, I'd never heard that. That's really good. I thought uh, it was really good. Yeah. It was it was it was a really good commentary. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that aspect. But, I love the way the scripture it supports itself. It, yeah, and we're talking about leaning on your own understanding and not you know getting others ahead. If you go to James, I call the book of James the Proverbs of the New Testament. Mm. And because it's just as practical a book as you, you're going to read. It, yeah. it, it covers it all. And it says, why do we quarrel? We quarrel out of selfishness. All right. A little further over, he goes, if one lacks wisdom, ask for it. Because mm. pure wisdom is not selfish. That's the, like the first thing he does, that James describes. He goes, first of all, it's not selfish. So if we're operating in this thinking and you know trying to figure things out and and seek stuff that's about us yeah and there's no wisdom in it there's yeah. no it's not from god yeah I've, I've told this story before um and but so many years of my life i read the bible as self-help <laughs> i did i truly truly did i read the bible as self-help okay fix me god okay okay what how does this apply to me how does this apply to me and um it took not 2020, honestly, I, I say God opened my eyes in 2020. Um, I'd been a Christian all these years, but in 2020, he showed me it's about him. I'm reading the scripture to find him. I'm reading the scripture to see him. I'm reading the scripture to learn from him, to learn about him, to be like him, all those things. Um, and so it just, you know, when you, you have to approach it that way instead of approaching it for me. Right. <laughs> it's right. about me. Right. He was, did it. For me, but he did it for all of us. Yeah, yeah. but it's not about me. But it's not, that's right. But it's not, <laughs> he did it for me, but it's not it, about me. It's not about you, Lee. It's not that's about right. you. That's <laughs> right. For so many years, it was my whole life. My whole life, I lived my life that way. I approached Bible study that way. I approached everything. You know, what is it going to speak to me? How is it going to fix me? You know, all that. I, I really lived yeah. my life that way. And isn't it interesting in those moments? And we've all been there. So it's, it's not like you know. Even as, as Christians, we can find ourselves in that place. Mm-hmm. The pseudo happiness or the the pseudo satisfaction that comes with that it, it's so it's so momentary and it's not something that lasts. That's right. You know, so that that happiness that that we may experience by doing these things that we want to do, that, there, there's aspects of it that that can get out of hand. 
and it's all it's fleeting it's so fleeting and we've got the book of ecclesiastes to (laughs) help us about the fleeting you know of of different things in life it's like eating the second piece of chocolate cake it's Uh, it's gonna make your stomach you're gonna get nauseous i mean like you're gonna eat it but then you're gonna be like why did i do that to myself yeah i like that article it tastes great but it didn't make me feel very good (laughs) that's right marty sent me an article from psychology today about that and uh they didn't use that exact analogy, but that's what she said. That's what she said. That that's is what she said. Yeah, yeah. I don't eat things that make me feel bad. Yeah. So you mean that twentieth Chips Ahoy cookie? I can't. I can't do it. Yeah, and you're, you've, we've all been there. We've all eaten that last uh, right. one more bite, and we're like, what why? More? Why did we yeah. eat that last bite? Anyway. Yeah. And then you're sick to your stomach. Yeah. But yeah, because your body's telling you, I don't. That's not good. It's not mm-hmm. good for you. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. But there's so much of it that is fleeting. It's so momentary. But we base it, and, and we spend our lives chasing after that feeling again. Chasing yeah. after, oh, that made me happy. You know, it's like with, with addiction. It's the same. You end up, you're yeah. chasing the dragon. You're chasing that yeah. that one thing that, that you'll never feel that way again, though. Yeah. Ever. ever. I, secret, I smoked secretly for years mm-hmm. because my job is very stressful. Mm-hmm. And uh, in my 20s, I you know, tried to present that perfect Christian image. Mm-hmm. And so I had to seek, secretly smoke. <laughs> smoked, right. Smoked. Secret smoker. I did. I was a secret <laughs> smoker. I kept them in, I kept the pack in my desk. I'd smoke on. Nobody's around. I'd spray the air freshener in my, right. in my office. Uh, yeah, I did that for years. And um, and then finally one day, I, I didn't want to be a smoker, number one. And number two, I started you know, I noticed it made me my breathing. You know, mm. just all those things mm-hmm. that it does, that it affects, and um, and so anyway, I, I yeah, just just like what we said, chasing something fleeting. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, felt good for a minute. The momentary, the momentary, uh, and and I'm not gonna lie, smoking makes you that mo- in instantaneously. It's like a stress reliever. It is an instantaneous stress reliever for me, anyway. I don't know how it affects other people, but mm-hmm. it must affect other people the same way because there's so many people that smoke. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> right, right. But, but the after effects, uh, you know, the after effects are what get you. Well, right. When you can't get yeah. to the nicotine, then you start feeling that anxiety. Sure. Because that's the nicotine that stimulates the pleasure center of the brain. There's nerve endings that that nicotine goes through, and you remove it. And mm-hmm. it's like you you have more anxiety, so you got to smoke more. So you got to smoke again. It, yeah, it's a vicious cycle. And if you're a secret smoker, it's even more. Right. <laughs> there's even more anxiety. It can just go ahead and right. tell you. So you're dealing with the guilt. You're like, oh, I gotta hide this. Nobody can yes. find it. Right. Right. Yes, because I had to present that perfect image. But and then you're like, are you really enjoying this? Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of where that's kind of the place I came to. I, I came to the place of it doesn't make me feel good, in the end. And you know, long term, I'm not feeling mm-hmm. well. And mm-hmm. then, and then, um, you know, yeah. The like I said, the the guilt and anxiety from actually smoking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Uh, so, I wrote something last night. It's on the end of this little. It's in the end of my four or five pages here. Uh, a life of ease robs the soul of determination. Too Hello. much comfort and the pursuit of perfection. Don't allow for pain, but pain is where the growth is. Mm. So, who who introduced the lie that you know, that life was going to be a, a cakewalk? Right. You know, and everything. Even after you come to Jesus, everything's happy, happy, joy, joy. Jesus Himself said, "In this life, there's going to be trials and tribulations." Right. But I'm with you. 
and I am your source of joy, and I can give you joy in the midst of it, but if you're looking for that joy and that happiness based on circumstance, well, yeah. you, 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 you're you going to be sadly, uh, sadly disappointed. It brings me to the thought of um, necessity is the mother of invention. Mm. You know, when everything is perfect, when you don't have to figure anything out, when everything is great and perfect all the time, uh, how are you ever going to need um, that sense of determination? How are you right. ever going to need to figure anything out? Um, how, when are you, why would you turn to God? Mm-hmm. If everything is perfect and wonderful, um, you know, it's so much easier to witness overseas than mm-hmm. it is to witness the United States. Because Why is that? Tell it. Why is that? Because the people overseas realize they need God. They know they can't do it on their own. They know mm-hmm. they can't rely on their government. They know they can't rely on themselves. Um, they need God. They see the need. An America doesn't see the need. Well, we don't have. We we've got this huge cushion of comfort uh, that we we've grown accustomed to, you know. And we we complain about some of the most insane things. Yeah. But we have such a level of comfort here. There's no lack, for the most part. You know, we we have our exceptions. Don't get me wrong. But as a rule. Yeah. Or you know, for the for the norm, for the most part, there's a comfort level here that most countries don't experience. Yes, just just what I wrote. The life of ease robs the soul of determination. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't get to that place. You know, and it brings me to the uh, to the to the thoughts about making everything equal in school. Oh, come on! <laughs> if you come make on. everything easy and equal for everybody why would you need to strive for the a mm-hmm. why would you want to strive for the a you you need no have to you don't have to and you need you need that motivation to push you to strive um i don't want to get political but it is the basis of capitalism i mean oh. it is oops there it goes sorry <laughs> <laughs> isn't it <laughs> but isn't it, it is it is it is the basis of that and so and so when you go back to the making everything easy and perfect for everybody and everybody has the same opportunities, you, you rob them of the opportunity mm-hmm. to create and to, and to be motivated and to get, get mm-hmm. the drive and have the drive and determination to excel. Yeah. It's like getting it. And, uh, you know, you might get some phone calls on this one. But it, it's, it's like giving the participation trophy. Yes, it's exactly like, the point I'm making. Don't do it. I'm not about the participation trophy. No. Do your thing, and if you excel, get rewarded for it. Yes, but may you got to work for it. You got to work, work for, for it. That. I think of uh, two verses are coming uh, coming to mind. Uh, Proverbs: It's the glory of God to conceal matter, and it's the glory of kings to to discover it. Mm. Okay, so so there are things in this life we're going to have to work. We're going to look for. It's not like he buried them. But it's like on an Easter egg hunt. It's hidden in plain sight, but we've got to work at it sometimes. We've got to work to find these things. And if you go over to Romans 5, it talks about, okay, there's going to be tribulation. But with tribulation, there should come perseverance. Right. And with perseverance comes character. And with character, that produces hope. And we know that hope does not disappoint. So there's this challenge to us. That there's going to be some things that if you want the joy and, and the hopefulness to be revealed, then you've got to push through. Yes. We've got, and we, we've got a couple of generations that don't know how to push through and persevere. 
find the more I study God's word, the more I fear the Lord Mm -hmm. (laughs) because his ways are so far removed from our ways. Mm -hmm. Um, Understanding his ways are almost impossible. (laughs) When I read, when I, the more I study and the more I read, the more I fear the Lord. Mm -hmm. I have to say that. Yeah. Uh, And so with fear of the Lord is wisdom. (laughs) That's where it starts. That's where it starts. That's where it starts. (laughs) That's where it starts. And, uh, so I feel like that's that's the place I'm at mm. personally. That's my my per, you know he meets us where we each are. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so maybe um, and I pray and I, like you said we have to ask for it. We have to ask for wisdom. Yeah. But with wisdom, that's where the joy is. Obedience yeah. is where the joy is. Now we're not going to get that in our in like our carnal mindset if we're if we're still living in the old mind, um, and we try to do some things do do it king do it kingdom way. It's not going to mesh. We, we have to take on the, the mind of Christ. We have to take on that renewed mind that Paul talks about to begin to understand, oh, this is the way this works. Oh, there is joy in this. Because if you try to mesh carnal and spirit, it, it, you know, they, they clash because they're, yeah. they're opposed. Yeah. So once you surrender and give that, that mind change over and begin to think about things in terms of, uh, of kingdom, then you begin to experience the true joy, not the world's joy or the world's happiness, but the true kingdom joy that he promised us. And it runs so deep. It just runs so deep. It doesn't run out. That that leads us to Galatians five sixteen and 17. But I say, walk by the Spirit. You mm-hmm. will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit. The desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other. Right. To keep you from doing the things you want to do. Right? That's what Marty was oh, just that's saying. That's so good. That's that's uh that's the Bible verse behind what he just what he just said. Yeah. Or one of them. Keep you from doing <laughs> the things you want. You want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So don't do what makes you happy. Right. <laughs> and it's interesting, you know, you, you, you follow that on out. But the fruit of the spirit Oh or, yeah, that's the, the rest fruit, of it. Right. Of the spiritual <laughs> life. What Holy Spirit brings us, right off the bat, love. Who doesn't enjoy love? Joy. What? That's peace. Oh, my gosh. Patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness. And it ends up with self-control. But, (laughs) you know, (laughs) because it requires the self-control to maintain the rest of it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But that's what the, the, the fruit produces in us. And, man, that stuff, that's, that's like a big old breakfast table. That's like a buffet we yeah. get to wake up to every morning. Every day. Yeah, I, I was for a long time. I was reading the fruit of the Spirit every day. I've gotten away from doing that, I guess, because I have so much to do and so much to read and study. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but for a good little while there, I was reading the fruit of the Spirit every day uh, and asking the Lord to... Let those let me walk in that every day. Let me yeah. walk in the spirit every day. Let me walk in these every day, Lord. Um, let me represent you with these every day, Lord. Um, it's uh, it's a good that's a good feeling when it you is. start your day that way. It is, yeah. And yeah. to live a life that that's where the happiness is. You talk about if it feels good, do it, man. Yeah. <laughs> See how far that gets you. Yeah. There's been so many people that have tested that. If it feels good, do it. Uh, if it makes you happy. 
whatever makes you happy. And, and you know, it's so, what you were saying earlier about the false, it just gives you that false sense of happiness, mm. and it is so false. I wish that, um, uh, I listened to a, an old Billy Graham sermon the other day, uh, and he said, you're not going to convince them. The veil is over their eyes. You're not going to convince them any differently. He said, you can show them, you can uh, talk to them. He said, you can, uh, all of these things that you can try to do in the flesh. He said, but only the spirit is going to be able to remove the veil. Right. So really what you're doing is pray, praying. That's what he said. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, pray for them. He said, you can try all these other techniques and all these other tactics, but none of it's going to work if the veil's not removed. Yeah. Yeah. We were, yeah, Michelle and I were just having a conversation about the, the, the idea of being born again, born of spirit and born of water. And uh, I listened to an old Billy Graham message where he did the whole sermon about the Nicodemus encounter. Yeah. And that's funny. You should bring talk about Billy Graham. Listen, but, the old Billy Graham sermons, mm-hmm. hey, they're, they're good. They're good uh, to go back and get, uh, if you're studying a certain topic, just Google and see if he ever preached about it because it's I, worth a listen. I guarantee you he did. <laughs> We've got a library of books, the parables, his his explanation of, on parables, yeah, his writings on prayer. Uh, oh, he's got something on everything. He's got something on everything. So, uh, yeah, uh, he's a resource that I mm-hmm. that I like to go back and use too. I agree. Well, we're almost to the end of our time, Marty. We got okay. one minute left. Is okay. there anything you want to close with? Well, uh, yeah, again, appreciate being here with you, and just want to encourage everybody. You know. God is our source of joy. God is our source of happiness. And it's a choice we make to engage that and receive that. Don't base it on what you see around you. Don't base it on the world. Base it on what the Lord gives you. That's where the real happiness, the real joy is. And he will give you the desires that will make you the happiest that you could ever imagine. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. Well, I just want to thank Marty for being with us today. And uh, Kayla is flying back as we speak <laughs> to the United States. And um, so she should be here with us next week to tell us all about her mission trip. And I know that she's had some really, really great things happen. Uh, she had texted me last week and said they had five salva- five salvations. That was midweek, so I don't know what happened towards the end of the week. Wow. But um, anyway, she said God was moving, and they knew that they were where they were supposed to be doing what they were supposed to be doing um so well thank y'all for joining us and uh we will see y'all again next time